Welcome to today's episode of the Big Sauce Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing the Big Sauce Top 50 Official MLB 2021 Rankings. We're going to be going from 50 to 25. Uh, we'll be stopping every couple players to explain our choices. Uh, this was done by me, Luke, and Cormac. Uh, let's start it off at the bottom of the list. Number 50, we have Brian Anderson. Uh, number 49, uh, Aaron Nola. Number 48, Clayton Kershaw. Number 47, Lucas Giolito. And number 46, Bo Bichette. So, Luke, uh, I'll let you take uh, the first explanation of why we picked these players and put them at the bottom of the list. Yeah, so um, I think someone that might be a little surprising would be Brian Anderson because he's not really a well-known player. Uh, I think primarily because he plays for the Marlins, which is not really a big franchise at the moment so I think he is really underappreciated I think he's a very good player Uh, he's a great defensive third baseman which I mean could he might never win a gold glove just because he's had bad timing with Arenado and Chapman all the great defensive third baseman in the league right now but I mean he's a good power hitter he hit 11 home runs this year so that's a solid number Uh, so he has 31 home run power and he's a great defender so he's he's a very underappreciated player so I think 50 is a good spot for him. Um, and the next three are all pitchers. Three, So two guys who are younger, and Nola and Giolito, who have um, potential to get even better than they have been recently. Uh, they're both uh, former All-Stars. And then number 48, Clayton Kershaw, is just he's been the best pitcher um, of the last maybe 20 years, maybe something like that. And he's just – a He's still going strong, and he's still a great pitcher. But uh, I think we put him a little bit lower just because he's getting up there in age now. He is 32, so he might start declining soon. But he's still he could still be an elite-level pitcher. Yeah. Uh, Cormac, do you have any thoughts on this bottom five? Or uh, why, why do you think we might have someone like Bo Bichette, who's a young player, already in the top 50? Um, I mean, yeah, so obviously having Bichette at 46, um, I, I think that's actually a good spot for him. He's only played pretty much not even a full season in the big leagues. But the guy's got so much potential. Um, we've seen him succeed in two years. He's a shortstop, which helps his case even more. I think 46 is a good place for him. For the next five, three, five years, I mean, we could see him skyrocket up to the top 10 easily. Um, and I hope that happens. I mean, I like Bo. I think he's a good player. Um, and with three pitchers, I mean, yeah, I completely agree with Kershaw. He's getting up there in age, but he's still just a dominant pitcher. So he's been doing it for so long that it's hard not to give him respect. And I think it's a decent spot for him as well. Yeah. Uh, I think Wilbuchet, uh, has a lot of future, uh, ahead, like a lot of future ahead of him. I don't think he, he's just getting, he's just getting started. So I think, uh, there's a lot to look forward as uh, for Blue Jays fans. Uh, let's move on to uh, our, the next players on the list. We have Cattell Marte at 45, Tim Anderson at 44, Yasmani Grandal at 43, Luis Castillo at 42, and Luke Voigt at 41. Uh, Cormac, I'll let you take this one. What are your thoughts on these five players? Yeah, so... Um... Starting with Cattell Marte, I mean, he's just been a beast for the Diamondbacks for a very long time. We saw in 2019, he finished fourth in the MVP voting, and he was the starting second baseman for the NL All-Star team. 
He slashed 329 for his batting average. Uh, he had 32 bombs. For second baseman, those are magnificent numbers. Um, and we didn't really see any downslope in 2020 apart from the power numbers. He batted 287, and we all expected that to come, but it never really came. He saw the 1.5 war. I expect those power numbers to be up next season. I think um, he's definitely a top five second baseman in baseball. Um, he's a very good player, very good contact hitter, decent power hitter. He can hit for pop when he wants. Um, and he's been pretty good since 2018. Um, next on the list, we got uh, Tim Anderson, the contact hitting shortstop and the AL Central. Um, I mean, I think we've seen in the last two years that he has proved himself to be one of the best contact hitters in baseball. Apart from... These last two years, though, he has been not as good as people would um, say he is now. I mean, in 2018, he batted 240. But we saw him win the batting title in 2019. And in 2020, he didn't stop at all batting 322 and leading the league in runs. Um, ten, also, 10 home runs in a 60-game season. From a shortstop, not bad at all. Finished seventh in the MVP voting this year. I think Tim Anderson is a very good player. Um and I think, once again, it's a good spot for him. I think maybe I'd move him out of the top 50 just because I think there's a lot of good shortstops in today's game. Next up on the list, we have got Yasmani Grandal, um, definitely the second-best catcher in baseball. I'd see him moving even higher. This year, batted 230. He didn't hit as well from the plays we would like, but in 2019, he finished 15th in MVP voting and was an all-star. Obviously, this guy is a switch-hitting catcher. He's definitely the second-best catcher in baseball. I don't think anyone argues that. He's never going to hit for really average, but his on-base percentage is always going to be good. Even when he bats 230, he can have a 350 on-base percentage and still hit bombs. So I expect him to go back to this power-hitting potential that he has or he's shown in 2021. And then... Next on this, we have Luis Castillo, the... Arguably ace for the Reds. Um, he's been very good. We saw in 2019, I think he was the starting pitcher in the NL All-Star game. Um, but it looked like he was going to win Cy Young that year. And in 2020, kind of, I had a decent first half, but he finished really strong, having 3.2 ERA throughout the season. So I think it's a really good spot. I'm, I really like Luis Castillo. I think he'll be a great pitcher for years to come. And finally, in um, my next five, we have Luke Voigt, the home run leader for this year. Um, for the Yanks, I think this is a decent spot. I think people are actually kind of overreacting to how the 20, 22 bombs this year. In 2019, only at 21. So I don't think he'll be nearly as good this year. Um, I don't think he's a top five first baseman in baseball. Um, but... I mean, he's decent. He batted 270-something this year. Um, he'll go back to be batting like 250, I think, next year. But he'll still hit like 25, 30 bombs. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. But before we move on to our next five, uh, Luke, is there anything you wanted to mention that Cormac might have forgot about in these last five? Um, Not really. Cormac mostly nailed it. Um. Ketel Marte is one of my favorite players, along with Luis Castillo. Uh, Ketel Marte is only 27, even though he's been playing for six years. So he's still pretty young. 
And so I, I expect him to get for some more power this year, maybe get close to 20 home runs. And Luis Castillo, who has the best changeup in all of baseball, he's filthy. He's got great strikeout stuff. He throws in the high 90s. So he's basically the perfect pitcher um, that you want as a team. Yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is I think Tim Anderson might be one of the most underrated players on this list, I think, maybe because uh, he's been uh, like batting 300 the last two years, but I just don't see him on like the social media pages. They all talk about, they, people talk about Baez even more. I think uh, Anderson deserves a little bit more love than that, but hopefully he'll get it this season. Uh, for our next five, I'm going to go through it quickly, and then I'll have Luke uh, go more in depth. Uh, number 40, Jose Abreu. Number 39, Max Scherzer. Number 38, Michael Brantley. Uh, number 37, Max Muncy. Number 36, Jeff McNeil. So, Luke, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, so this is like you're starting to get with some more big-named players right now. Uh, Jose Abreu is the reigning MVP. Uh, he's a little lower. Uh, 40 isn't really high. But uh, you have to remember, still top 50 is still makes you a, an elite-level player. But he is... He's been a he breaks at the plate and he has his whole career, former rookie of the year, um, three time all star. So he's a, a great hitter. He's always struggled a little bit on defense and now he's getting older, so he's struggling even more. But he still hits uh, a ton. And so he's he's a great hitter, but I feel like he's a little bit overrated, but he's he's still a very mm. good player. Uh, next is Max Scherzer. He had a he had a bit of a down year this year. 3.74, which is still a good year. Just for Max Scherzer, that's a down year because when you're as good as he is, basically anything over a three-year array is a down year for you. So just even though he wasn't as good, he's still a great pitcher. So I expect him to bounce back and um, be at least similar to the level he was in uh, 2019 and years before that. Uh, after that, we got Michael Brantley, um, probably the second-best contact hitter in baseball. He is just so consistent. He hits like 300 it seems every single year uh he seems to make the he, he's a four-time all-star wait wait um, luke, luke stop it stop it there uh you said second uh best uh contact hitter who are your who do you have above him we'll get there it's it, for me it's okay. dj lemayu but okay okay i thought i thought uh, yeah. it was and tim anderson but oh no 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 T- okay. tim anderson's up there but he, he's not he's not better than uh michael brantley yeah, because Brantley's just so consistent. He's been one of the most consistent players in all of baseball. So I, I really like that about him because he's just uh, – he uses the whole field and he's, he's just a great hitter. Um, next, we got Max Muncy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Max Muncy. Uh, this guy is almost like the opposite of Michael Brantley. He just hits for total power. He hits absolute nukes. He, he hit under 200 this year, which isn't great. But last year he was an all-star. Um, he's got great plate discipline, so that's you like to see that, even if the average isn't really good. But, I mean, he's just such a great power hitter, and he's a solid defender as well, so we we couldn't leave him off this list just because of uh, what a good hitter he is and how much better, how how good he can be uh, next year. And um, next is Jeff McNeil. He is another uh, great power, contact hitter, excuse me. Um, he, he, I think he might end up being kind of like Michael Brantley, a guy who has great contact. He's hit 300 all three years in his career. Uh, he's got great contact and has got some pop too. So uh, I really like him and 
um, Michael Brantley. Those are two another two two more guys that I really like. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to our next five, once again, uh, Cormac, would you like to mention anything, or you think Luke got it all? Um. No. I mean. I, I think he covered the Michael Brantley part very well. He's one of the best contactors in baseball. And we saw a lot of the Astros struggle this year, but I think he played very well. Same with Jeff McNeil, arguably one of the best contactors in baseball. I think he is the second best second baseman in baseball behind a guy that he mentioned we'll be talked about later on. Um, the same for Max Scherzer and Jose Ramos. I mean, I completely agree with what he said with all of them. Yeah. So let's move it on to the next five. Uh, thir- number thirty-five, Matt Chapman. Number thirty-four, uh, Michael, uh, Mike Yastrzemski. Number thirty-three, Michael Conforto. Uh, number thirty-two, Matt Olson. Number thirty-one, Giancarlo Stanton. Um, I think the biggest take on this one is Yaz is a little bit high, but I think Cormac will get into why we put him above the other some other players. Yeah, so um, starting off with Matt Chapman, we have, I think, who is the best defender in baseball um, and arguably one of the best corner infielders. um, I mean, corner infield duos in baseball. Um, He also rakes. I mean, this year he kind of struggled a little bit from the plate, but I think his defense will always make up for it considering the fact that he is, I think, the best fielding third baseman in the league and the best fielder in the league. He batted 232 this year, which, as we know, is not that good. And his on-base percentage is not very good either. But in 2019, he was an all-star and finished eight, seven, sixth in MVP voting. So I expect him to return to this form. Next, we have Yaz. Um, favorite player in the league. Um, got his jersey and everything, I think. Um, but I think he might be a little too high. He's played one season um batting 281 in that time so i think in 2021 he'll be very good but i'd probably have him around the um 40 to 50 mark after that we have michael conforto um i think it's similar to the ass situation i just think he's a tad better um for the mets i mean he's just been raking i think he's a very good player batting 322 this year 412 on base percentage. I expect to see great things from next year. Also, the fact that in 2017 he was an all star. So, um, I expect Michael Conforto to be very good next year. Uh, he hit nine home runs this year and 33 last year. So, he's a very, very solid outfielder for the Mets. Next on us, we have Matt Olson, who is Matt Chapman's corner and field duo. Um, he's once again. Arguably the best fielding first um, baseman in baseball. This year we saw him struggle from the plate a little bit, but it's all right because I expect him to make a full return. He's never going to have the highest average. I mean, he batted 195 this year and 267 last year, but his on-base percentage makes up for it. A 310 on-base percentage with the 195 with a 195 average, not that bad. And the man will always hit bombs. He had 14 this year, 36 last year, 29. 29 and 2018 he'll always hit bombs he'll always get play good defense he's a two-time blue glover um expecting him to be very good next year and i think there's a good spot for him next you have Giancarlo stanton the thing that surprised me with this placement is that the mlb had him as like 98 which was insane um but i think this might be a little high for him going into the next season 
considering the fact that in 2019 and 2020, he hasn't even played 50 games. The last time he was fully healthy, we know he rakes. Um, but, I mean, to have a guy who the last two years hasn't played 50 games this high, I don't know about it. Still, if he plays a full season, he's definitely here, definitely higher. But um, considering the fact that he hasn't played that much, I don't know. I think probably a little lower on my list. Yeah, um, I think uh, MLB's straight disrespected him with that. Uh, I mean, we saw a glimpse of that, of him hitting bombs, we saw in the playoffs this year, right? When he was in uh, San Diego for that series. Um, I think... Uh, I, I think... The Yaz thing, uh, we probably give him a little bit biased because he plays for the Giants and we're in the Bay Area, but I, I think it's probably around the point where he would be. Uh, Luke, is there anything you wanted to talk about about that before we got into our final five for today? Yeah, just just two quick things. Um, so Cormac mentioned it, that Michael Conforto was an all-star in 2017, which I think most people would have forgotten about. Uh, he only played 109 games, so I think he was injured in the second half. But, I mean, he's just a, been a, consist, a consistent power hitter. He's hit at least 27 home runs uh, the last three years, 2017, 18, and 19. So, in this year, we saw contact and discipline at the plate. So, he's turning into a very well-rounded player. And the other one is Matt Olson. Uh, Cormac talked about his uh, average struggles. But I think the really big thing hit for him was to – strikeouts his strikeout uh rate went up six percent this year which is like a lot so i think if he can cut down those strikeouts he can really start to be um a better contact hitter and and with that become a a really good just all-around player all right so we'll get into our final five for today uh this is half of the list from 50 to 26 and then uh next episode will be uh, 25 to 1. So, number 30, JT Real Muto. Number 29, Nelson Cruz. Number 28, Walker Bueller. Number 27, Yu Darvish. Number 26, Bryce Harper. Luke, I'll let you take it from there. All right, yeah. So, JT Real Muto is the best catcher in baseball. Uh, but even as the best catcher in baseball, he can only be so high because catcher right now is the weakest position in all of baseball. So, but he is still the best catcher in baseball, and he's still a very good player. Um, he hit two sixty six this year, which is the worst he's hit since 2015. So it, it's a down year, but it's small sample size, With like we've seen a lot of guys. So it might have been just a fluke, but he was still a good player this year. Um, but he's hit two, at least 275 over the last four years, five, four years, yeah. So he's just a very good player. He's a good defender. He won a gold glove in 2019. So he's just a, a great all-around player. Uh, next, we got Nelson Cruz. The, the guy just hits nukes. Uh, he's an incredible hitter. How he's doing this at age 40, I have no idea. Um, he's, he's defying time. Uh, he's still an incredible hitter. He You might argue he's better than he was when he was like <laughs> – 28 which is insane but somehow he's doing it so yeah that's props to him for somehow just still hitting but he's just maybe uh (laughs) i hope not but it's it's definitely a possibility uh yeah so i mean 
he's not a very good fielder anymore. He never was. I think maybe that's why he's lower. But when you're 40, you they don't they're not paying you to field. They're paying you to hit. So you can't really take that away from him. Uh, next is Walker Bueller, one of the more exciting young pitchers in baseball. Uh, he only pitched eight games this year, so I think he was hurt. But he was an all-star in 2019, finished third rookie of the year voting in 2018. Um, he's got an electric fastball, great breaking stuff. He's just an incredible pitcher. And uh, when he's on, he's basically unhittable because he's got, like I said, great fastball, great breaking stuff. So, I mean, I think this is a good spot for him. I think he could very easily uh, go up a lot. Um, but I think at the moment, uh, this is a good spot for him to be. Uh, and next, we got Yu Darvish, um, one of the newer members of the Padres. Uh, here's something. He is the all-time leader in strikeouts per nine innings, oh. which I did not know until, like, just now. <laughs> but uh, he had his the best year of his career, finished second in Cy Young voting, an ERA just barely above uh, two. He was dominant this year uh, after struggling a bit for the past few years. But in the second half of 2019, he was very good. He continued that into this year, having one of the best seasons uh, in all of baseball this year. He's a four-time All-Star. He made three straight All-Star teams his first three years in the league. So he's been a pretty good pitcher. He's always had great strikeout stuff. But this year he put it all together and was uh, an incredible pitcher. And the last guy, Bryce Harper, he, for a while, was the most overrated player in baseball. But now I think he's he's underrated a little bit, just because people start still thinking he's overrated. But he's he's not. He's he's still a great player. He led the league in walks this year. He had a 420 on base percentage, uh, even though he only hit just below 270. So that's impressive that he has that big of a difference between his batting average on base percentage. Uh, he still hits bombs. He's just uh, a great player. And his defense, which had declined for a few years got significantly better this year. So I think he's going to get better again. And uh, for a Phillies team that is kind of in a weird place, that's a guy that I think they can count on for the next uh, five, seven years, something like that. Yeah, uh, that's the basically uh, the end of our part one for that. For the list, uh, Cormac, I think you have – I've heard you have some – Bryce Harper takes before off the podcast. Uh, is there anything that do you think he's uh, underrated, like Luke says? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Bryce Harper hype man. Everyone's talking about Bryce Harper's overrated. Bryce Harper's overpaid. No, Bryce Harper is underrated at this point. I mean, we've got to stop the Bryce Harper slander. He's still <laughs> a five, probably right fielder in baseball. Keep in mind, which is the best position in baseball. Huh. Well, that's a bold take. It is. It's the best position in baseball. It's easily totally the best position that. in baseball. Easily? It's that it's or not third base. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's the best position, though, in my eyes. Wait, uh, this group added 270 with 13 home runs, had an MVP-type first half. Keep in mind, he was an all-star in 2018, batting 250 with a 393 on base percentage. 2019, people act like he's bad, batted 372. I mean, that was his on-base percentage. Amazing on base percentage. Also, led the league in walks this year. Led the league in walks in 2018. He's still one of the best players in baseball. I don't understand why this Bryce Harper slander agenda has happened. I mean, it's it's 
horrendous. Yeah. Um, let's move it on uh, to today's uh, news uh, recap. Uh, today, the players reported to Arizona and Florida to start spring training. Uh, we're all pretty excited. Uh, but since our last episode where we talked about the offseason news, there's been a couple of things that I wanted to mention. Uh, first of all, Yadier Molina resigned in St. Louis. Uh, Justin Turner resigned in L.A. And then today we got the news about Tatis getting that huge 14-year, uh, $340 million contract. So let's start it there with Tatis. Uh, Luke, uh, let me hear what your thoughts are on this are first. So I want to say this first. Tatis is an incredible player with um, pro- with some of the most potential in all of baseball, maybe the most potential in all of baseball. So he is a great player. I want to get that away first. But for a guy who has played one, basically one full season, uh, who has been injured in one of those seasons, to be getting a 14-year contract worth $340 million which is around $23 million, is insane to me. I don't know. I have never seen anything like this, and I don't think there has ever been anything like this in baseball, maybe in all sports. Sports, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's insane to me. For He is a good defender, and he is a great hitter. But it's, it's, it's too early to tell. You don't know how he's going to age. He might get hurt. He might just not live up to the potential. But he very, just as well, he could exceed that potential and he might not be getting paid enough so it could really go either way but i don't think anyone should be getting this much money this early in their career because now other guys like uh ronald acuna like juan soto are going to be wanting the same amount of money and now you're going to have this weird thing where young stars want a ton of money when in the past young players have been being paid like one million dollars and all of a sudden, you're increasing that by 23 times, which is insane. So, I, I don't know. It's it's a little odd to me that the Padres are doing this because I I don't really I don't think I would do this as a general manager, but I'm not a general manager, so I don't know. But I I like playing franchise. One know me the show, and I'm pretty good, so maybe I'm a good general manager. <laughs> so that's a fact. Luke, the GM. Uh, Cormac, yes, what are your thoughts on this Tati signing? Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that Luke said. Man, is just a genius. I mean, no cap. <laughs> for someone who hasn't played that long and who's played one full season be getting paid that much is insane. Don't get me wrong. Tatis is maybe has the potential to be the best player in baseball. But um, for someone to be getting paid that much money, $340 million for 14 years, is insane. I mean, I'll be 28 by the time that Fernando Tatis is done playing with the Padres. That's insane to know. Um, and the fact that he's barely 20 years old is crazy. I think he's 20, correct? Yeah, something like that. He's yeah. 21, I think. I think he's 21. Crazy. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the second topic I wanted to talk about. Justin Turner re-signing with the Dodgers. This makes it even harder for them to re-sign Bellinger. Uh, did Bellinger sign like a one-year extension for this year, or uh, am I tripping? Like, is he a free agent after this year, or? Um, I don't know. All, well, about the Justin Turner. Luke, do you know? 
So he is signed through 2021. He's a free agent in 2024. So the team has control of him until 2024. Oh, so, so he cannot. Yeah. Oh. Because of service time. Oh yeah. I think okay. you have to have. You need to have seven years of service time. He has a little over three years. So maybe it's six or seven. I can't remember. Maybe one of those like Kershaw contracts or something will get off the books by the time. Yeah, let me see when Kershaw's contract. Yeah. But as far as uh, uh, Luke, while you're doing that, Cormac, let me hear your Justin, Thur- J- Justin Turner thoughts. Yes, we saw Justin Turner re-sign with the Dodgers. One of the most underrated players in baseball. He plays third base, one of the best positions in baseball. Um, I think it's a good signing. I, I th- I'm pretty sure almost everyone knew he was going to re-sign with them. I mean, he just won a ring. He's playing very good baseball and he has been for a long time i mean since it feels like since 2014 he's been playing phenomenal baseball um i think it's a good signing if you're the dodgers lock up your third baseman he i think he's gonna want to retire there and that um the dodgers want him to retire there also uh luke uh, what do you think about the justin turner signing yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a very good signing for the Dodgers. It's a great signing for the Dodgers because Cormac said it. Justin Turner has been one of the best hitters in baseball um, for the past few years. He's only made one all-star team, which kind of surprises me. But, you know, uh, it's it's fine because he's he still rakes and he's he's still one of the best third basemen in all of baseball. Um, yeah, so it's it's a great signing. But I, I don't understand where they're getting this money. They have, like, unlimited money it seems like at the moment because they're paying everyone like a ton they just paid bets like 390 million dollars too so 365 million yeah i don't know franchise mode <laughs> uh, yeah just turn off salary uh, turn off yeah, uh, budgets yeah. yeah i mean shit <laughs> i don't know uh yeah. then uh our last basic like our last news kind of thing uh we have yachty his 38-year-old self resigns once again in St. Louis. Uh, I don't know what they're planning on doing. Uh, he's pretty old. He had 262 last year. I mean, I guess the Cardinals fans are supposed to be known as one of the best fan bases in uh, sports and in the MLB. Uh, I guess it would be bad if he left. Uh, I don't think he makes any difference uh, to the team. I don't think that that will make them win the division. Um, whoa, 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 who who do you have winning the division? No, I mean like, if he left, I don't think they would have lost the division. Oh, 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 oh okay, okay. Cardinals are still garbage. Well, what, what are you? Talking oh, about? <laughs> we're talking about what are you talking every team about? in that division is garbage, bro. Garbage, bro. <laughs> oh, okay, the Cardinals aren't garbage, but there's no like great team in that division. There's four no, yeah. average to slash decent teams in that division. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. And then the Pirates. <laughs> And then there's the Pirates, and the Pirates are like the worst team in baseball. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the Pirates right now. They're bad. We don't need to talk about that. Wait, you you think the Cubs are an average team now? Because last yeah, Cubs are an average team, definitely. That was a yeah, cupcake season, though, bro. Come on, man. You know that, bro. They traded away all those stars. They traded away you, Nah, bro. You know who they brought in? They brought in uh, Jake Arrieta, bro. It changed the culture, oh, they man. They Jake Arrieta <laughs> with Hugh Darvish, and they replaced Hugh Darvish with Jake Arrieta. What is that? Who does that? <laughs> Franchise does mode. That? <laughs> no, it's crazy. 
Uh, but about Yadi, uh, Luke, does this do anything really? No, not really. I think he, he probably wants to retire as a Cardinal. He spent his whole career there. So he probably has a few years left. Um, he was solid last year. I don't know, 262, four home runs. That's not bad. It's not great. He's still a good defender. So I think this is a good signing for the, I mean, a good be signing for the Cardinals, but it, it doesn't change that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Luke. And, and Cormac, do you have anything about that? Uh, I was just going to gonna say, say like, it's an average signing. It's not like Yachty's going to be making a team get to the playoff. We'll be back soon. I don't want to start over. Uh, we'll be back soon, probably uh, next Wednesday. All right, peace. <laughs>